Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com. We're uh, doing a weekly roundup. Uh, Justin, big recruiting weekend, eventful one for the Longhorns. Uh, Longhorns grab two commitments uh, on the weekend. Uh, Jarrett Gibson running back out of IMG and Nate Kibble, big offensive lineman uh, out of Atascacita. Give us your preliminary thoughts there. All right, first, then we're going to go over uh, some other guys have set up commitment dates of the 20 official visitors that came in over the weekend. I want to give folks an update on that because we promised that uh, in another video that we would uh, circle back to that. And then also, Justin, you specifically talked to several key prospects over the weekend uh, that I, I've spent some time with Jerry on, on videos this weekend, but did not get, get you on as much. You talked to a couple of key guys. I want to get your feelings on those uh, players as well, and then we'll go forward uh, with the rest of the, the podcast here. All right, let's start with the two commitments and your immediate thoughts on Jarrett Gibson and Nate Kibble. Jarrett Gibson, wow, what a shock. Don't think we saw that coming. <laughs> um, You're being funny. facetious, Justin. Yeah, yeah, let me tell you something. It's funny because a source close to the program told me almost 16 months ago, to get to know Jarrett Gibson because he was going to be a Longhorn. That source was nails. <laughs> and so, and this was not anything that the, the market didn't know or see. Uh, Texas has been training for a while, built up a great relationship with Gibson since he's been, or choice since he's been young. Um, Jarrett, I love his fit in this offense. I, I think he is a very yin to the Christian Clark gang. There's a, a good little uh, thunder and lightning package that goes there. And so once again, Deshard Choice, we can tell you he's dominant at doing this. We can tell you he's one of the best in the country, and yet he keeps proving us right. And so that that's my quick thought on Jarrett Gibson. I, it's, it's, number, it's, it's one thing to be number one. It's another thing to keep proving it, right? And that's what Tashard Choice keeps doing. He's like the guy that gets to the mountaintop and stays. Uh, it, it looks <laughs> like to me. You know, you know what I mean by that? It's well, like that's a good – I like that. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, tell us a little bit about Nate Kibble. Uh, the offensive lineman out of Tascacita, because that was a bit of a surprise. Uh, midweek, we found out that yeah. he was visiting, broke that news on Inside Texas, uh, and then uh, he commits on Sunday afternoon. Uh, make sure you check out his video uh, here on, on Texas Football as well. He falls into that big human category. I, I think he's also one of those developmental type guys. He reminds me a little bit of some of the 2023 O-line takes where he, he's got he's got so much upside and athleticism. You just got to develop it. You got to mold it. And I think he's got that. Is he a guard or a tackle? I think you could see you could make a case for both. And that's the way that, that Flood likes him a lot of times, those Swiss Army knife type guys. Um, Jerry Hamilton was was nails on the kibble stuff. I think it's a great take because, you know, you're going to take probably four, five at the most O-linemen in this cycle. And I think you're going to have to have some developmental guys to go along with some of your higher end guys, like a potentially a Daniel Cruz, you know, a potentially a Daniel Calhoun in that sense. Um, I, I, I was a fan of it. And I really liked his mother's post on social media last night, you know, because we have this thing that there's this, <laughs> it's just, it's a positive to see a mother be grateful for, thank you for taking a chance on my son where so many times parents, you have to sell the parent. It felt like the parent was almost trying to sell the, the school and she was just so grateful that they took a chance on her son. And, and, and you know, 
Texas A&M offered. They were in the mix. LSU offered. They were in the mix. This was a steal. And Atasca Seed is starting to sort of put together this O-line U-type mentality when you throw guys in the league like Sam Cosme and Kenyon Green. You got a starter at A&M and Cam Dewberry. Uh, the list is getting longer, and Nate Kibble's the next one up. It's interesting. We had him on the, the live stream last night, and I don't know if you got a chance to hear that. Was, that. that was awesome, Bobby. Yeah, You know who he reminded me of just from how he – uh, how he spoke uh, was very uh uh it just it sounded like a good he reminded me of that Peyton Kirkland interview uh that you may have seen a couple weeks back right where Peyton Kirkland had that you know had some feel to him about hey what's important in life and how do you get better it's not about where you are today it's about where you're going uh I, I felt like Nate Kibble had a little bit of that to him right to me Kibble is the anti Taylor Doyle it's, <laughs> it, it's interesting yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, all right. We want to go over those commitment dates, uh, but first we want to say thank you to our long-term sponsor, Laura Baker. Laura is a, a licensed real estate agent professional in the Austin area. If you're looking to move to within or from Austin, make sure you give Laura a call. She's a friend of the program. 512-784-0505 or Laura at andyallenteam.com. She specializes in Austin area real estate. Give her a shout. Uh, Justin, we talked about this, okay, the commitment dates before we got on today uh, and wanted to talk about it. We right. think Daniel Cruz and Makia Saina could be as soon as this week. Those are the two offensive linemen from the DFW area, Cruz from uh, Richland Hills, um, Saina from uh, Arlington Martin. After that, we know these dates. Parker Livingston, wide receiver from Lovejoy, is July 1, Okay. Jordan Washington, tight end out of Langham Creek, is July 4. Aaron Hampton, athlete out of Dangerfield, July 7. Mikel Blockton, uh, defensive lineman out of Alabama, July 8. Um, Melvin Hills, defensive lineman out of Lafayette, July 12. And then here are some other ones that we know. Alex January, sometime in mid-July is expected. That's the defensive lineman out of Duncanville. Jaden Jackson is expected to be sometime in July as well. We don't have a firm date. And then TJ Lindsay, the big defensive lineman out of Arkansas that was in this week, uh, he is expected to announce something or make a decision at least prior to when he actually moves down to IMG, which is July 20th. Uh, that's a lot. There may be more that we're missing, but that's what we have I as can, of right now. I can I, add two more to you. Jordan okay. Johnson Rebel talked to him last night. He is looking at a July decision. I would, if I, if I was guessing, I'd say early July, I think, for John, Johnson Rebel. And then Terry Bussey is going to be dropping a top schools list over the next week or two. Uh, and his decision is more than likely going to play out into the season, which really benefits Texas in that recruitment. And we'll get into that. Okay, great. So, I want to talk about these guys now. That Those are the dates. I'm going to go back over. Livingstone, G July 1st. Uh, Cruz and Saina sometime this week, we believe. Jordan Washington, the 4th. Hampton, the 7th. Blockton, the 8th. Hills, the 12th. Other guys are, are kind of nebulous dates. We don't know yes. firm dates, right? All right. That, that's I want to give everybody that. Now, let's talk about the players you talked to yesterday, okay, uh, or this morning, whatever the case may be. All right, oh. Jordan John. Yeah, I know Jordan Johnson Rebel, the safety out of IMG. He's the one that caught my attention when you posted on the message board at Inside Texas yesterday. You said Texas slayed that visit, and then this morning I wake up and Jerry Hamilton writes, "I talked to Jordan Johnson Rebel. 
whatever what Justin wrote, ditto. <laughs> so, so tell us about your conversation with the safety out of IMG, originally from Fort Worth Brewer, by the way. Yeah, Jordan, he's one of those kids. Uh, just understand in the in the defensive back recruiting, uh, that, that, that's it's the best in state it's been in, in a few years. And the core there with Kobe Black and Corey and Gibson and Rebel John Johnson Rebel, they're all friends. They, that uh, Rebel and, and, and Corey and Gibson grew up together outside of Fort Worth, in Fort Worth. Uh, Kobe Black, he played seven on seven in basketball growing up with. So they're all friends. They've taken visits together. They were in Columbus at Ohio State two weekends ago. They were in Texas, obviously, this last weekend. There's a little there, – there, it's not what I would call a package deal. You know, you and I are really, you know, awful when it comes to that stuff. But these three guys really want to play together, and they really like going through the process together and asking each other questions. Johnson Rebell harped on that. He said, man, if I go somewhere like Texas, I know I'm going to have my guys with me. And he goes, that's going to make a big difference. Plus, it's coming closer to home. When he left for Bradenton, Florida, he left mama behind. And so getting within that proximity is going to be big for his family. Um, he is he's a kid that I think he'll have a decision in July. I wouldn't be surprised if it's early July. I think he'll shut it down after that. Um, you know, Texas did so good because they answered all his questions, essentially, you know, positional versatility. Where, where exactly do you like me? Because there's, they play with five defensive backs. He loves that factor. He has gotten really close to Blake Gideon. That's a really good connection and relationship that's built that I wasn't exactly expecting. And that he's done a tremendous job there. And then the thing that I thought really was noteworthy was that, and you'll probably read this at Inside Texas in my story. I write on him later today. But I, I said, what's the one thing you really needed to learn about Texas that you went into this visit? I got to know about this before I leave. And he said, is this roster going to be ready for the SEC? And he said, yes, it is. He goes, I, it, without a doubt. And that's a big thing to him because he loves the fact Texas is going to the SEC. He said, Texas, it, they didn't harp on it a whole lot. He said, but it went from talking about it to here's the schedule. George is coming next next year. Be ready. And to him, it became real. It wasn't just, oh, Texas might make this. It became, this is the way we have to think about it. And that actually added to his future. And so at the end of the day, Texas did everything they needed to do. Give Terry Joseph and Blake Gideon and PK and Steve Sarkeesian and all those guys a ton of credit. They answered all the questions and they made mama happy. I uh, want to talk about two of those other guys that you uh, spoke with or with their their relatives. Uh, Corey and Gibson, I know you texted with last night, uh, the defensive back out of Lancaster uh, that is friends with uh, Jordan Johnson Rebell. Uh, and then Kobe Black, I think you talked to his dad uh, last night as well. Uh, tell us where Texas sits with those guys at this point in time, both among the top 100 players in the country. Black are rated a five-star, uh, Gibson are a high four-star. Before this weekend official visit, I thought Texas was in a, a tremendous spot with both, with Gibson and with Black. After this official visit, I still feel like Texas is in a tremendous spot with Gibson and Black, especially Gibson. Uh, his birthday was yesterday. I, I think there was a lot leading up to this official. And, and like we've written about for a while, if he didn't jump in the boat to Clemson, during those trips in late spring, early summer, if he wasn't, if he left Clemson without committing, that bode really well for Texas. And that looks like that's that that's coming to fruition. That looks like I feel like Texas is 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 the far and away leader in that in that regard. With Kobe Black, 
it's not really what I would say much more of a mystery um, because I think Kobe's getting to the stage now where they're all going to sit down at the kitchen table and they're going to start making some decisions, a timeline, a top schools list, potentially, uh, you know, maybe. And he's also talked about taking a few more visits during the season, potentially going to Alabama. And so I think the black family has to sit down and kind of figure out the next move. Tech, with that recruitment, it's Texas versus the field. If you were going to do a prop bet, you would take one or the other. I, I, I can't think of a second place right now when it comes to Kobe Black and uh, Texas. That doesn't mean they're in one. That doesn't mean, you know, LSU lost two DBs in the last 36 hours. I, you know, maybe they make a push. Alabama, anytime they hang around the rim and Nick Saban's involved, you better pay attention. And so, and then Texas A&M, they're still trying to uh, throw a flag in there and, and get involved as well. But I think Texas, they they held that they, they held serve in in that recruitment coming coming out of there. Uh, Kobe really liked what he, you know, he loved being around those guys, and I think that familiarity is big. Also, Jelani McDonald, uh, he got to hang out with him and, and, and do that thing. Talked to a couple people close to him. They felt like it went real well. And so Texas really put a big onus on these top DBs in the country in this last uh, recruiting weekend. And I think they did well in each one. Got it. I want to mention another guy next because edge is such a big thing. And we, a lot of focus went on Colin Simmons, obviously the young man out of Duncanville, one of the nation's top five players. Uh, But the guy that a lot of people were impressed with on the hoof in Austin this weekend was Zena Umiozulu, the defensive end edge prospect, out of Allen, Texas. Um, I, I was told that he just looked absolutely phenomenal. His brother, obviously, Neto, uh, is on campus as an offensive lineman. Uh, you talked to Zena yesterday. What uh, what did you have to hear from him, and what can you relate to the people here on Texas football? Yeah, with Zena, the big thing with Zena, I think, was familiarity. I mean, there is not one crew, recruit that has been to Austin more than, than, than Zena. And obviously, you know, his brother went through his, he went through his recruiting process with his brother. And then he obviously signed and enrolled and is playing at Texas on the offensive line, Neto out of Allen. Um, I think that's a big factor, that familiarity. I asked him, you know, was there anything you wanted to learn or is there anything you didn't already know since you've been so many times? He's like, yeah, we, we dove deeper into the academic part of it because that's a big factor in that family, especially, you know, especially with NATO as well. And so I I think Texas got a a sense of, or he got a sense of kind of what that would line out. This feels like a recruitment, Bobby, that, you know, it's not a matter of if, or it's, it's when, and I'm not saying it's done. I'm not saying that I'm saying Texas is in such a good spot there. I would have a hard time seeing him go to Oklahoma. I have a hard time seeing him pick Texas A&M, and those two schools are still in the mix as well. Zena is looking at an August decision, and I and, and I think if he drags it out into the season, that's going to be very telling to me, uh, because I think this one should be wrapped up by the end of the end of the summer. But you know that it, it's recruiting; it can go either way. I'll say this: Zena loved hanging out with his family. He hung out with probably as many defensive linemen as he did anybody. And it wasn't just one guy. His brother was his host, but but he was really bonding with that and getting to hang out with Colin Simmons. He caught some vibes off of Colin, who had easily the best weekend in Austin of the group. And so I think Texas did real well with Zena just to sort of stay the course. And I think that August decision is going to pretty much tell us 
where he sits on that list. We know he's a priority to Texas. I don't think Zena's going to overthink this, but he is an Umi Zulu, and you never know what those recruitments. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's go to a couple other guys you talked to. Uh, let's start with Alex January, defensive lineman out of Duncanville, the interior defensive lineman to uh, uh, Colin Simmons' outside uh, pass rushing presence. Uh, you talked to, to Alex early yesterday, right after he left his official visit. What did he have to tell you, uh, uh, Justin? You know, Alex doesn't say a whole lot, Bobby. He's a man of few words. Uh, I like He lets his dad do most of the talking, and I like that about him. He doesn't get so caught up in himself. He doesn't get caught up in the process and all that funny stuff. Um, what's funny to me is that Alex took official visits to LSU, Texas Tech, and Florida State. And LSU did a great job. They, they really like him. But I think... Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Rated PG-13. Each one was battling Texas. I think in each time he went to that school, it wasn't recruiting so much January as recruiting against Texas, so to speak. And so at the end of the day, Texas did exactly what they needed to do with January. Let them know where they stand. Let them know where their place is. This might be a four, three or four D lineman class. And, and you know, like some of these guys talked about, you got to bring a roster to the SEC. Well, that means you got to add a six foot five, 320 pound defensive guy from, from Duncanville who's just 16 years old. And so January's not going to give away too much. But he really, really liked hanging out with the players. He really liked hanging out with the coaches. His brother, don't forget, his older brother is going into his sophomore year in Austin. So he's there. Mike and the family are real familiar. They always enjoy it. I think I think in the end, January and Bo Davis kind of hit it off. Oh, good. As long as January doesn't take this too far. And I think there's gonna that's a July decision. Now it, it, I think there's a sense he might want to lead it, drag it out just a little bit longer. But if if you know that family, I don't think it will drag out that much longer. And so Texas, like I said, with a couple other ones, I think they held serve. I think they let them know that LSU and Florida State, that's not the spot. This is it. And nobody's put more effort into this recruitment than Bo Davis and the Horns. Got it. All right. Uh, that's Alex January, a defensive lineman out of uh, Duncanville. As Justin said, 6'5", 330. 20 plus pounds, uh, the guy that can help anchor the middle of your defense. His dad, Mike, by the way, for those unaware, played for the Longhorns as well. My next question, uh, uh, Justin, is going to be about Terry Bussey, a young man from your neck of the woods in East Texas over at Tempson. Uh, you caught up with him. Uh, you uh, revealed some information on him. Let us uh, know what you got there. Yeah. So with Terry Bussey, this is a recruitment that 
I felt like Texas wasn't really pushing at first. They were getting to know him. It was that 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 doing that song and early song and dance stage where you sort of just get to know each other. But I don't feel like Texas was pushing as hard as other schools, namely Texas A&M, LSU, and Alabama. I felt like we're putting in a little bit more effort. Plus, they were looking at him more on defense, which I personally still feel like that's probably his highest upside. But he's made it apparent he would prefer to play on offense. Now, Terry Bussey's the consummate team player. And, the, you know, he is he is an East Texas kid through and through. You tell him where to go, he'll sprint to that spot, and he don't care what he plays. He just wants to play. And Bussy will be that kid. But right now I think it's Texas, Texas A&M, and OU. And I think all three are telling him about the same thing. Hey, not, not LSU. Not LSU. Because I think LSU fans think they have a real shot. No, I, I – not to my knowledge, you know, he told me he's going to be dropping a top schools. list. It'll either be a top three or top five here in the next few weeks. Uh, it's a good chance Texas, Texas A&M and OU will be the top three on that list. And then I asked him, I said, you know, he had talked about possibly making a decision in late summer before his senior year. You know, he's coming off of an, a knee injury. And so he, he's got he, he's he, he's not even going to be full contact till the end of August, early September. And so I kind of asked him about it. He said, you know what? I might drag it out a little bit longer. He goes, I just don't know right now. And, and if he does wake up and knows, he'll make that call. But I'm expecting this one to go a little bit more in the season. The Aggies had the lead, and I still feel like they do. But Texas closed the gap. Uh, how much? That remains to be seen. But they had to do that, Bobby. Bringing Bussy in, this kid has been trending A&M for a while. He's talking big with Ty Anthony Smith and Draylon Miller, both Texas A&M leans right now. And so the longer this plays out, the better Texas has a shot at it. Now that Chris Jackson's involved in the recruitment, I think you're seeing some slack being made up. And I think you're seeing that relationship with Jackson being built. If those two would have bonded in February or March, this might this this recruitment may be in a completely different direction. But they didn't, and that's where they're at right now. They're getting to know each other. Let Terry drag this out some more. Let him play it out a little bit more because that keeps Texas in it longer. Go over these two real quick, if you don't mind, because I know you talked to both of them. Uh, Parker Livingstone, the wide receiver out of Lovejoy, he's scheduled to make a decision January, July 1. And then Selman Bridges, the big, tall corner out of Bel Lake Belton that uh, apparently looked really good on campus as well this weekend. Yeah, uh, Parker Livingstone, um, that, he's been at Texas Lean for a while. Uh, South Carolina really threw, threw the house at him. But at the end of the day, I think I asked him, you know, what was the visit like? He goes, well, it's, first of all, it's Texas. And then he said, when Texas invites you for an official visit, you say yes. He goes, I'm just grateful that I got invited. I'm grateful that, that they're allowing me this part of the process. He is a very grounded kid. Incredible parents. Brad and, and, his, and his wife have done a great job. His older brother pitches at Texas Tech. That He's a great athlete as well. So Parker's gone through the process. He's got a maturity about him. And he is, you know, he's that kid. He doesn't look like he's a, like a potential wide receiver star, but he has every attribute you want to play that outside receiver role in Sark's offense. He's long, he's strong, he can get vertical, he has great hands, and he has great body control. This is a kid that is a major baseball prospect, and he decided to, to, to put all his focus on football. And then Selman Bridges, man. I mean, the first day I met Selman, uh, which was a year and a half ago at, at a Micah Hudson game, like last – man, it was like a year ago um, – you just think, man, he's tall, man, he's skinny. Those are the first two things that turn out, but he's so light on his feet. 
He can cut. He can move. You don't see kids his size with that ability too often. Um, he may be on the slight side, but you just can't argue with that length. And he's got great feet. And he's also a multi-sport guy. Went and watched him play basketball. He's, he's actually a pretty good hooper uh, and, and does different things. And so Bridges, that recruitment is another one that I don't have the best read on it. But Texas continues to do really well. He took, he came off an Arkansas OV. They did well. He connected with the coaches. He liked his TCU OV. They did well. Another, he told me again that, you know, he thought the TCU coaches are real genuine and honest. I think it's been Texas recruitment to lose at this stage. And with his teammate and good friend Micah Hudson trending to Texas Tech, there was almost the thought that, Selman may not be as interested. Those two couldn't have more totally different recruitments if you tried. And so, end of the day, Parker Livingstone, it, he walked up in a cowboy hat because the boy is born and raised in Texas, and that's what he wants to wear on his chest. Uh, and then with Selman Bridges, you just can't get past that tall drink of water, trademark JW, for all the replies down here at the bottom. Um, Bridges looked good yesterday and, and, and his, you know, coming off that visit, I think he, uh, they, they checked a lot of boxes. I saved the last one you talked to, uh, for the loan commitment heading into the season. And a lot of people don't know that Trey Owens, the quarterback out of Cypher, um, you know, he's actually helping recruit behind the scenes right now. And you, uh, had an article on him, uh, and talked to him. I, I saved him for last for a reason. Give me a, not just a, a feel for him as a player, but talk a little bit about what he's doing behind the scenes to help recruit other players to Texas right now. You know, sometimes fans think if you're not a five-star that you can't recruit other players. And Trey Owens it, it, it basically proves that wrong. Uh, Trey is a kid that one's got an incredible arm. You watch him. You watch him more progress. Working with quarterback tech, working with his guys. Trey Owens has a great arm. He can make all the throws. I would describe it as a live arm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he he can he he can fling it. But the thing that Trey does is that he's got a very engaging personality. He's very team first oriented. He's very selfless. He knows that he can only have success in Austin if he surrounds himself with the best guys. So what's he do? He helps host. You know who, who's his who's his host. Arch Manning. And so, and those guys have clicked and, and connected and, and, and it tied over to Parker Livingstone's uh, recruitment because they hung out with Colton Voshik and Michael Taft. And those guys are all getting real close. Trey Owens is not the guy that's hitting up every single prospect every day saying, Hey, Texas is a spot to go. Trey is getting to know the guys. Hey, what are you thinking about UT? What are you thinking about your opportunity here? What do you think about your spot? He's handling it like a coach. And I think that's one reason Coach Sark and, and Coach Mill, we jumped in on, on Trey so early because it's not just he's got the physical tools. It's that mental evaluation. It's that off the field mindset that he brings. You know, like I said, you don't have to be a superstar to help recruit your class. And he has he, he has some respect among those guys because he says the right things. And like I said, he's selfless and he's very humble. Trey is is a perfect bridge from the Arch Manning to K.J. Lacey. And, 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 and if you tell him that, he'll tell you, yeah, and I'm coming there to compete. I'm coming there to, to win a spot. And that's why Sark and those guys love him. Trey's great behind the scenes. His dad, Joe, is great. That family has been a, has been a tremendous asset to this class so far. And, and like I said, Trey is Trey's working phones. He's, he's talking to a lot of these kids, but it's not beating them down with, hey, you should go to Texas. He's getting to know them to see if they are the fits. 
to see if they are real. And then you'll see him reach out to a Terry Bussey. Then yeah. you see him reach out to a Colin Simmons. And he doesn't do it that often, but he does it just enough to keep their attention. Gotcha. All right. I, I want I got one more question for you, but first we want to say thank you to our sponsor, Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. Uh, she's an Austin real estate professional for more than a decade. Uh, she can basically find your house, knows the Austin market as well or better than anybody. Uh, reach out to her at Laura at AndyAllenTeam.com or 512-784-0505. That's Laura Baker of Keller Williams Realty. We appreciate her sponsorship of the Monday Roundup with he, me, uh, as well as Justin Wells here. Justin, one final question. You talk to people, not just that were on their visits, but people behind the scenes uh, that, you know, saw the visit occur and, and were there. What was your takeaway that you heard on an overall perspective of the visit? That Texas pulled out all the stops. That Everything had been kind of leading up to this weekend. Uh, there's a reason, uh, you know, we went nuts at Inside Texas over the last three days. There's a reason we went over 700,000 views on one individual thread. And it's because Texas pulled out all the stops and they were ready and prepared for every recruitment, every recruit, every personality. You know, everyone got the cart treatment. Everyone got to, to feel important. Everyone got that one-on-one -on -one time that they really wanted to have with the staff and with individual coaches to, to really get a sense of the cell and, and the program. It, it, that, that's kind of the sense I got. Everyone – now, I was told nobody had a better time than Colin Simmons. Uh, I can't tell you how many people, recruits involved, telling me that, you know, it, it was definitely a celebration for, for, for Colin and for good reason. You know, he, he people don't understand how much he really does like Texas. And they people the, the underestimated thing about Colin is that there's a lot of his friends on this team. And I'm not talking about Duncanville kids. I'm talking about Anthony Hill. I'm talking about Manny Muhammad. I'm talking about Jonte Cook. Like these Metroplex guys are close. And so nobody had a good time like like Colin. But Texas set it up. Sark and his staff deserve credit. Credit. The recruiting staff deserves credit. This is one of those weekends where you sleep for 24 to 48 hours the next few days. Now that the dead period has hit, I guarantee you some of those coaches are happy. They did their job, Bobby. Now that we're in the era of these big OVs being in June, that shift over the last few years, there's a lot of importance there. I think Texas was smart. They didn't spread it out over four weekends. They, they made two big bashes, House Party and House Party 2, and the sequel <laughs> was much better. All right. Hey, uh, Justin Wells of Inside Texas explaining things as only Justin Wells can explain. House Party 2 is an interesting analogy. Um, Justin, uh, I will say this. You and Jerry Hamilton deserve a lot of applause for this weekend. How much uh, how hard you guys worked uh, with the phones, with all the information coming in and out of Austin on the recruiting uh, weekend. Thank you for that. Uh, I know the fans appreciate that as well. So that's a, a heartfelt thank you. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say is uh, you deserve some sleep too, but from the look of it, you and Jerry deserve some sleep too, but from the look of it, you're not going to get much if there could be possibly two or three commitments this week and then the next two weekends in July, or the next two weeks in July look filled. I, I'm sure you're not mad about that, but uh, it's certainly something that's very interesting to, to think about. I'm excited. Bobby, we have so much stuff going up at Inside Texas today and tomorrow over the next few days. Jerry and I are working on so many things. Eric and you guys are working on stuff. Interviews, more on Texas football. 
yeah, there's. I would love to grab some sleep, but there's no time, brother. We we got content to work on. <laughs> okay, all right. That's Justin Wells of InsideTexas.com uh, for Justin. I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this week's episode of the Roundup on Texas football.